RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Temperature records, one above is what it feels like, or what the actual temperature is right now. The wind chill is 17 below zero. Now, our low this morning was two below. The record for today is 16 below, so we didn't break that. But our high so far, 10 above zero. All right, welcome to Beyond the Batch. Do not adjust your radio. This is not the Weather Channel. This is Beyond the Badge. I am your host, Vincent Hill. Today is Tuesday, February the 5th. And I got a lot I want to cover, mostly Chicago. And what you just heard at the top of the show was the weather forecast for Chicago back on January 29th, 2019. That was the 5 p.m. weather forecast. And you heard the weather anchor there say it was about 16 to 17 below zero. And the high for that day was two above but with the wind chills 16, 17 below zero. And I'm sure you're asking, why the hell is Vince talking about weather in Chicago? Well, there's a story that's been going around in the media that's really got me ticked off for a lot of reasons. And it's about uh, the guy on uh, the TV show uh, Empire, Jesse uh, Smollett. I, I guess that's how you say his name. I'm sure you've heard the story by now. He's said he was attacked in Chicago coming home from a subway station or a subway restaurant. And uh, there were yelling racial slurs and homophobic slurs and blah, 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 blah. So I want to dive, dive deep into that today um, on this show. Of course, this past Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday. I'm sure many of you, like I was, was kind of like half asleep. You know, kind of twiddling our thumbs during most of the game because the game was quite boring. Unless you like defense, because both defense, both uh, teams' defense were doing their thing and holding each other out of uh, touchdown range. And you know, going into the fourth, it was tied three to three. So you know, I was sitting there hoping we didn't go into an overtime of a Super Bowl at three and three. Uh, but of course, you know, Tom Brady found a way once again to drive the ball down and get a touchdown and then another field goal ending the score at 13 to 3 again woohoo the Patriots if you can tell by my enthusiasm in my voice I'm not really a Patriots fan but hey you can't take away from the things Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have done Tom Brady has now six rings you know that's a feat that has never been done before by one individual and it's a feat quite frankly that I don't think will ever be done again especially in the in the game of football which is such a brutal sport and one person that's playing this year is hurt the next year and they get traded to different teams there's so many factors of why that won't happen again but hey uh, again, not a fan, but hats off to Tom Brady. Uh, at the end of the day, he did his thing. That's what he does. So, you know, win, lose, or draw, he goes, he, he gives 100%, and that's what he did this past Sunday. And it was actually here in Atlanta, of course. I was in the midst of a little bit of the traffic, not too much, though. I avoided the downtown area as much as possible. So it wasn't too bad if you weren't 
in the downtown area, but if you went downtown, you were screwed. Uh, the the Saturday before the Super Bowl took me 45 minutes to go a half a mile. True story. And that's almost typical Atlanta traffic, but it was multiplied, of course, because a million people came into town. I don't know why, because the stadium doesn't even hold a million people. But I know people wanted to come and do the whole NFL experience and all the festivities and just say, hey, I was in Atlanta during Super Bowl weekend. So I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, Again, there's so much I want to talk about involving this alleged attack and uh, I use the word alleged loosely uh, with with uh, the guy from Empire the actor Jason, Jason, Jesse uh, Smullett I believe is how he says his name anyway uh, but before I do that since we're on the topic of Chicago some sad news coming out of Chicago an off-duty Chicago police officer was found last night uh actually Saturday night, um, inside her vehicle, uh, shot in the head. Uh, Of course, initial reports were saying it was a domestic issue and there was another officer there, uh, but that quickly changed, and apparently this was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. She was off duty. She was 47 years old. Uh, She had served on the department for about 15 years, uh, and she was a sergeant, so... Uh, I believe this is the second Chicago police officer uh, this year that has taken their life. And last year, there were four officers in the city of Chicago who took their lives. So obviously, there's something going on uh, in the city of Chicago as it relates to their police officers. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I know it's a high stress Job, especially in Chicago, where you're getting calls for service every 30 seconds, and these aren't the good get the cat out of the tree type calls for service. These are the robberies, the stabbings, the shootings, the drive bys. I, I get it. You know, just the other day, there were two people killed, five other people shot in an apparent drive by at a fight at a club. So I know the city of Chicago, they have their crime, they have a lot going on, uh, but. You know, they got to do something about these officers killing themselves. They have to do something, whether they and again, everyone's preaching. Oh, we need police reform in Chicago. We need this. We need this. We need this. Well, I think we need mental health treatment for police officers in Chicago, not just Chicago, really. But uh, police officers across the country need mental health counseling. And when you see the things that police officers see on a daily basis, and I've seen my fair share, and trust me, there's stuff I wish I could get out of my head, but I cannot. Like the very first time I smelled a dead body, I can still, in my mind, when I think about it, smell that smell. And if you ask any police officer, the very first time they smelled a dead body, they will tell you that's a smell they will never forget. I've seen some gross stuff. I've seen people shot in the head. I've seen people ran over. I've seen all kind of stuff. I've seen people with bones sticking out of their body from car wrecks. So that stuff weighs on you. And especially when you're doing it in in a city like Chicago where you're not respected anyway, uh, especially after the whole Jason Van Dyke, Laquan McDonald thing and 
everything that's going on there. And then you got the community. Oh, we don't like you. We need to come in and we need to be able to tell you how to do your job, blah, blah, blah. That That's a lot for any officer to have to go through. And to keep in mind, police officers are human. They have human things going on. They have emotions. They have family problems. They have financial problems. They have marital problems. All of the problems that everyone else has, police have them too. But on top of that, they still have to go out and be the problem solver. So if you don't think that weighs heavy on a person, it does. Because when I would argue with my wife, I still had to go out and solve a problem. When we were having money issues, because that's what happens when you're married and you're a couple and you don't watch your spending, I still had to go out and be a problem solver. When my son was sick, I still had to go out and be a problem solver. When I was sick, I still had to go out and be someone's problem solver. So there's so much that police have to deal with on a daily basis, not just with the job, but with life. So we got to be careful. We got to watch for these signs of suicide. If there's a police officer under the sound of my voice that needs help, listen. Don't think you're going to sound like a punk if you say, hey, Sarge, I need to go have some mental health counseling or I need to take some time off. Don't think you're going to sound like a punk because remember, the public is the only entity, the only demographic that sees us police officers as this machine, as something that has no emotion. But we know that is not true. So if there's any police officer, any first responder under the sound of my voice right now that feels they need help, please, please go out, get that help, get that help, please. So while we're on the subject of Chicago and before I move on, uh, my thoughts and prayers out to that officer, her family, the entire Chicago Police Department, such a tragic, tragic situation. Uh, to have to deal with that. And I can only imagine what her brothers and sisters in blue are dealing with right now, especially the ones that worked with her on a daily basis, because, you know, that's that's a family. That's what it is. So. All right. I'm going to move on and talk about this Jesse Smullett attack, if you will. And I'm going to break down why I feel there was nothing going on, just like a whole lot of other people feel that way too, but they're scared to talk about it in the mainstream media. So if you haven't heard, uh, Jesse Smullett, he's the guy that plays Jamal, I believe is his character on Empire. And in the show, he plays a gay black uh, musician. So I guess a while ago he came out and says, yes, I'm actually gay in real life. whoop de doo Who gives a shit? Right? It's 2019. Who cares? So uh, apparently the story goes, that's uh, a line to a Luther Vandross song. But anyway, the story goes, a couple of weeks ago he gets this hate mail at the studio in Chicago because they filmed the show in Chicago. And it says all kind of homophobic stuff, all kind of racial stuff. And of course, MAGA, MAGA, make America great again, MAGA, MAGA. It's all over the letter, blah, 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 blah. So 
about a week after that, fast forward, July twenty or January 29th, the story is he goes out about 1.30, 2 in the morning, goes to a subway to get a sandwich, and as he's walking back into his building, he's attacked, and they punch him in the face. They beat him with their hands. I'm going to read you the police report. They beat him with his hand, they, uh, their hands, pour some unknown liquid on him, tie a rope around his neck, and again, they're yelling homophobic stuff, racial stuff, and supposedly they're yelling MAGA, MAGA. He somehow fights them off, gets away. 40 minutes go by and he calls the police. Now, of course, immediately the left, the mainstream media, oh my God, this homophobic attacks on blacks, it's not acceptable. It's President Trump's fault. Blah, blah, blah. It's the society we live in. Blah, 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 blah. So, I have a few problems with this story, as well as I'm sure Chicago police do, even though they can't say it. They can't say what they really want to say as of yet, because the investigation, quote unquote, is still ongoing. So, you heard me play the weather. Uh, Earlier in the day. So, oh, I'm sorry. The suspects supposedly are white nationalists who love Trump and hate black gays. So you heard the weather report at the top of the show. Now, it's 1.32 in the morning. First red flag here is even if the letter is true that went to Fox Studios where he works in you know, homophobe, blah, 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 which I doubt that it was a real letter, or if it was a real letter, I doubt it was sent by some white nationalists because that's not their MO. Uh, so let's say the letter did go there. Red flag number one, what would be the chances that at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, in the city of Chicago, when it was 17 below zero, that the same people that wrote him the letter would know that he left his building to walk to a Subway restaurant and then they just waited outside of his building for him to come back, beat him up really bad, pour bleach on him supposedly, tie a rope around his neck and boom, get away scot-free. So that's red flag number one because really, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, 17 below zero, there's not too many people out besides the two people of interest that they're looking for in this still photo from a surveillance camera down the street which shows people casually walking not running away from a crime scene not running away from supposedly this beatdown of this black gay democrat that's problem number two it's cold as shit 17 below zero they have this steel image of people who i don't know if you've seen it but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're not they're not uh caucasian they're just casually walking down the street. But you would figure if you had just beat someone, assaulted them, t- tied a rope around their neck, presumably to hang them, that you would be fleeing the scene. All right. So there's two red flags there. Now, the other is he supposedly was talking to his manager on his cell phone during the time of the attack. Now, You know, I've had a manager in my day, and I've managed people in my day, but I typically don't answer the phone 1.32 o'clock in the morning just because you're walking the subway and you want to talk. So they just happen to be on the cell phone at that exact time, 
But here's the problem. When the police ask, okay, that's cool. Let us see your phone so we can corroborate the timing of the attack. Oh, no, we're not going to show you our phones. Well, why not? Because you said there was an attack. So why wouldn't you do that? Now, we're talking Chicago. Now, if you've been to Chicago, if you watch the news about Chicago, if you've seen some of the stuff that goes on in Chicago, you know there are surveillance cameras everywhere. Everywhere in the city of Chicago. And you mean to tell me that the only thing you get is a still photo of two people casually walking down the street. So the two cameras that are directly in front of the building, at the, there's one camera at the door of the building he walks into where it supposedly occurred. And then there's one on the pole directly across the street. It catches nothing. And then there's 20 cameras that police have reviewed within a quarter mile radius of the subway along the route of where he would have walked back, according to him, all the way to the building, and they see nothing. Nothing. But here's the problem. There is video of him without the rope, and then in less than 60 seconds, you can see him walking into the building with the rope around his neck. So we would have to assume that in less than a minute... Two guys wearing masks, by the way, two guys wearing masks approach him, punch him, assault him for several seconds, have time to get out the bottle of bleach or whatever it is, pour it on them. Like, first of all, keep in mind, think about this. I just said it was 17 below zero. Whatever would have been in that bottle would have been frozen already. It would have been frozen, just like when you see people throwing water in the air when it's that cold and it turns to ice immediately. So, yeah, in less than a minute, two guys come up, punch him repeatedly in the face, pour this bleach on him, tie a rope around his neck, and get away. Because, again, there's surveillance footage of him without the rope, and then less than a minute later, there's footage of him walking into his apartment with the rope around his neck. Now, he says he fought back. So either you're Bruce Lee and Mike Tyson combined and you can fight off two attackers in 30 seconds or less, get back to your door with the rope still around your neck and they get away. Man, that that's pretty good. Like, I got good fighting skills, but I don't think I can fight off two people that quick. They get away, and then I walk in the apartment with the rope. So, speaking of the rope, the next red flag here. If you were just assaulted, and someone decided, you know what, I'm going to hang this guy, and they tie a noose around your neck, and they attempt to choke you with it, guess what your natural reflex is when there's something around your neck that could cut off your circulation, that could actually cause asphyxiation? You take that shit off. But his story is, oh, I left it on for evidence. Your reflex, your natural reflex would be to take that rope off. Now, if you took it off, left it on the ground, and you told the police, oh, it's right there, that's evidence. But your reflex tells you, oh, God, there's a rope around my neck. They could come back at any second, these two masked guys that were yelling MAGA and racial slurs and homophobic foes slurs. They could come back at any time and say, we're going to kill him this time. So why would you leave that on? But it gets better. 
Remember, he had gone to a subway. He had gone to a subway. He was able still somehow to take all of his food inside his apartment. So you're walking outside. You get jumped. There's a noose around your neck. But you're in enough right mind to... Oh shit, man! I just spent five ninety five on this sub of the day, chips and a drink. Man, I know I just got beat up really bad. I know my ribs are supposedly broken. I know they poured bleach on me, but man, I'm sure hungry. So let me go ahead and pick up my food that happened to be in perfect order, by the way, and take it in the apartment. Really? Are you starting to see the red flags that are going on here, and why this has me so upset? Because if this was a conservative making this claim and then it turned out to be a lie oh my god the left and the mainstream media boycott the show boycott empire boycott this boycott that oh my gosh he needs to be fired immediately he needs to be fired immediately but if you notice the mainstream media has pulled back from talking about it because even they can smell the bullshit going on with this story let me give you the real and the raw First of all, nobody, and I think the whole trip to Subway was a sham for this story. You mean to tell me at one thirty-two in the morning you don't have groceries in your house where you can make a sandwich? You don't got a cracker, a cookie, or something? You got to go out in 17 below zero, walk two blocks, three blocks, however far it was, because you're just that hungry? You know, they got this thing called Uber Eats. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, hey, Domino's, man. Hey, I need a large pepperoni. Have it delivered. So at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, man, you know what? I want to eat fresh. I'm going to go ahead and go to Subway because I need to eat fresh in 17 below zero. I just want to walk because I'm that hungry. So nobody besides Jesse, obviously, and the two guys walking away casually on the steel photo were out at 1.45 in the morning in 17 below zero weather. Second thing is, if, think about this and let it sink in, think about this and let it sink in, if these were white nationalists, as they've been called, white supremacists, as they've been called, first of all, they don't even watch Empire. You can't convince me that a white supremacist, white nationalist knows anything about a black show that focuses on gay relationships in hip hop music. The chances of that are slim to none. That's just the fact. So they wouldn't have known who the fuck he was anyway. Excuse my French. This story has me a little hot. They wouldn't have known who he was anyway. And then here's the third thing. Unless you have a sign on you that says, I am a gay man, most people, A, don't assume someone's gay, and B, if you're just walking down the street, they don't give a shit that you're gay. So you got these mysterious guys who happen to be out at the exact same time he's out, just a week after he gets this letter. Oh, and by the way, a week or so before he has this big concert in L.A., hmm, hint, hint, publicity uh, for the album. You got these guys out who wouldn't know him from a hill of beans. And since he wants to say all their Trump supporters, hell, they'd probably know me before they know him because I've been on Fox News a hundred times. If you want to be honest about it, but I assure you they're not watching Empire. 
I assure you of that. They couldn't name Cookie Lions. They couldn't name Lucius Lions. They couldn't name Jamal. They couldn't name anybody on the Empire cast because they're not watching. It's unimportant to them. Now, City of Chicago, cameras all over the place, 20 cameras in the vicinity, one at the door where he'd walk in, where it supposedly happened, one across on a pole across the street where it supposedly happened, and they see nothing. In the famous words of Nino Brown from New Jack City, don't nobody know nothing? Nothing at all? And it gets better because apparently... He originally did not want to report it, according to his manager. But his manager said, no, you should report that. So just so I'm clear, just so I'm clear, you're walking back with your tuna sub, your turkey sub with bacon, honey mustard. That's how I get mine. I don't know what he got. Your chips, your drink. You're walking back because you're so hungry. It's 145 in the morning and you got to walk in 17 below zero weather. Two guys, and I'm still trying to figure out how they were white. <laughs> I'll get to that. Two guys approach you, kick the shit out of you, pour bleach on you, put a rope around your neck, and you don't want to report that? And even the building security told police, no, nah, he didn't say anything to me when he came in. He didn't say anything about an attack or anything. So you just get beat. You walk past security. You don't say, hey, man. I just got my ass whooped. They poured bleach on me. Call 911. You wait 40 plus minutes, and it's only because your manager told you to do so? Really? Where Where's that happen? Where Where's that happen at? I, I don't know. I, I don't know because I know if it was me, I would call the police immediately. So I'm still trying to figure out, too, because the only proof of this story is his story. The only proof to this story is his story. I'm still trying to figure out why they're considered white males, MAGA, blah, 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 because the description basically says they were wearing masks. Demographics unknown. Demographics as in race unknown. 5, 10 to 6, 170 pounds. That's the description for one. Then the other one, uh, hold please, because this is coming straight from the police report here. Uh, one second. I believe it's pretty much the same. Yep. 510 to 6170 pounds. And the person reporting the offense is different than Jesse because it said person reporting offense. Of course, this is redacted, but it says date of birth 1958, age 60. And. Jesse is not 60 years old. He's 36 because he was born in 82 and he's listed as the victim on this police report. Time of the report was 2.42 a.m. Now, keep in mind, I played at the very beginning of this show the 5 p.m. weather forecast for that day, which means it was after this alleged attack. And you heard 17 below zero, 17 below zero that this occurred around 2 a.m. So I'm going to go ahead and read the narrative from the police report. Uh, BWC incident until victim requested BWC be deactivated. Don't know what that is. ROs responded to battery report at the above listed location. 
person reporting offense and met ROs reporting officer in the lobby uh, of building and escorted ROs to the unit of the victim. He related to the ROs reporting officer that victim did not want to report the offense. Victim did not want to report the offense. Okay. Again, you supposedly got attacked by MAGA supporters who were yelling racist and homophobic things at you, but you didn't want to report it. However, he believed it to be in the best interest to uh, the victim. ROs arrived at apartment unit of victim to find him with white rope draped around his neck. So you still kept the rope on because you, that's right. You wanted to report it, preserve it as evidence and stain clothing. Victim related to RO that he was walking to his residence. Two unknown males approached him and gained his attention by saying verbatim empire redacted, redacted victim related that he is an actor on the TV show empire. Okay. So again, Let me go back to what I said a few minutes ago. White nationalists, white supremacists, MAGA supporters, whatever you want to call them. I happen to be a MAGA supporter, by the way, and I'm not white. Would not know who he is because they do not watch Empire. Okay. Victim related. He's an actor on the TV show Empire and ROs know those terms said to him to be a know those terms said to him to be racial and homophobic slurs. The primary aggressor was wearing a black mask, concealing any facial features. Hmm. All right. A black mask, concealing any facial features. So, again, how do we know they were Caucasian? Black mask, concealing any facial features. And both offenders were dressed in black. They proceeded to batter the victim about the face with their hands and pouring an unknown chemical substance onto him, staining his clothing. Okay, so you're brave enough to punch him in the face, but not pour the bleach in his face as opposed to pouring it on his clothes where it's not really going to do anything. Okay, the victim does not remember any other distinguishing features of the offenders or in which direction they fled. Victim related that on 22 January 2019, he received hate mail at his place of work. Hmm. Okay. Victim showed ROs reporting officers where the incident occurred, assisting unit beat blah, 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 canvassed the area for offenders and cameras in the vicinity of the crime. Cameras located at 300 East Lowry North Water Street in the parking lot and at 301 East Lowry North Water Street on the adjacent building where it happened. City plot cameras in the vicinity, victim advised to seek medical attention, victim taken to Northwestern Memorial Hospital by attending MD, blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't know if you saw the little photo he released on his Twitter or whatever it was where it was supposedly his injuries, and it was one little scratch on his face, looks like a fingernail scratch, and that was it. But supposedly, you just heard what it said. They were beating on him about the face. They were punching him in the face. They didn't say scratching on the face. They said wearing masks, concealing any facial features, and both offenders were dressed in black, proceeded to batter the victim about the face with their hands. Batter, not scratch. Batter. Now, I know the old saying, black doesn't crack, and it is harder for bruises to show up on 
African-American skin, but if you got pummeled in your face by two unknown assailants because they were wearing all black and they didn't show any facial features, you wouldn't have a scratch. You would have some black eyes, some bruises, a busted nose, something of that nature. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this attack never happened. I don't know why Chicago police are even still entertaining this because the only person that said an attack happened was Jesse. Now, you could chalk it up to a few different ways. The letter, which went there just seven days before, I think is bullshit. What would be the chances that a letter goes there and then mysteriously again in 17 below zero, these two guys track him down, which would mean they were stalking him. Slim to none. The letter was bullshit. The attack was bullshit. So you could chalk it up as one or two ways. Either he was in an altercation that night, but it wasn't with two unknown assailants wearing all black MAGA supporters. Maybe it was a domestic situation and he had to explain the scratch on his face. But go pull the picture. Go look at it. Go look at the little scratch. I'm telling you, that is a fingernail scratch. That is not from being punched in your face repeatedly by two guys that are 5'10 to 6'1. Nope. That's not what that is. Or, or it's a publicity stunt for this little tour, this little album, whatever it is. But the sad part about this, here's why I'm upset about this. There are blacks, whites, Chinese, Asians, Jews, Hispanics, who are assaulted across this country because of the way they may look or because they may be gay. There are gay people killed in this country as hate crimes. There are gay people beat up in this country every day because they're gay. That's the world we live in. It, it's cold, hard facts. Do I agree with it? Hell no. But my point is, you just made it bad for everybody. Because the real victims out there, that is a slap in the face to them. Because for whatever reason you made up this story, that's a slap in the face to them. They already feel that it's hard enough to get people to believe them. Or, oh, well, if you didn't live this kind of lifestyle, this wouldn't happen to you. Or whatever they hear on a daily basis. So you got this actor who is pretty well known, especially in the black community, using race to cover up something again either a domestic or just some bullshit publicity that he needed or maybe it's because Kamala Harris just announced the day before that she was running for president and you know he's been very vocal about getting Trump out of office so what better way to say it than I was attacked by two MAGA supporters hmm. right right the sad part is you use race to carry your agenda now Imagine if the roles were reversed. Imagine the uproar if the roles were reversed. And a white person said, oh, I was attacked by two black guys. Even though, again, you can see the face. No facial features, no nothing, no description, no nothing. No blonde hair, no red hair, no brunette hair, nothing. They were wearing masks. Yeah, they might have been wearing masks because it was 17 below zero. <laughs> and you just happened to walk past two people wearing masks that didn't touch you. Imagine if the roles were reversed. 
and a white person said, yeah, I was beat up by two black guys that were yelling Obama, that were yelling Obama. And then the public found out it was a lie. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the uproar that that white person would be going through? The boycotts, the Black Lives Matter, the Al Sharptons, the Benjamin Crumps, you name it, you'd be hearing about it. But because the roles are reversed and it fits the political agenda that the mainstream media loves to talk about, Trump's a racist, Trump's a racist, Trump supporters are racist. You're a racist. You're a racist. She's a racist. He's a racist. Oh, they're racist. Since it fits that agenda, (laughs) they'll run with it. Because even before they had any proof, just like they do with police shootings, even before they had any proof, it was all over CNN. Oh, my gosh. This is the climate of President Trump. Oh, my gosh. The white nationalists. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. But once that story started to have holes like the Grand Canyon. I'm not going to let it die. I'm going to keep following it. I actually challenged Chicago police to do one of two things. Show me the proof or come out in public and say, hey, no attack ever happened. I don't give a damn that he's a celebrity and it will stay in his image. Good. It should stay in his image. It should stain his image. So either show me the proof out of the 20 cameras you have searched in the vicinity and it didn't catch anything, especially two white guys with black hoods or black uh, hoodies on and uh, all black. Really? 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 Show me the proof it happened or you need to come out and say he was a lie and we're charging him with filing a false report. Hell, I would even charge him with fraud because he went to the doctor. Remember, he got transported to the doctor and I'm sure they treated him. I'm sure they gave him some Tylenol or whatever the freak they give you when you go to the hospital. So I would charge him with filing a false report. I would charge him with fraud. That's exactly what I would do. Speaking of fraud, here's what's fitting. Now, just, uh, Two days before this alleged attack, just two days, uh, Jesse actually on his Twitter or Instagram, whatever it was, frauds are everywhere, y'all. Hmm. Frauds are everywhere, y'all. Yeah, you're the biggest one. So frauds are everywhere, y'all. Protect the mind, heart, and spirit uh, of you and your people at all costs. Just remember, salt, cocaine, and anthrax can all appear to be sugar. The refined kind, of course. Just be careful out here, fam. Happy Sunday. Love y'all. Real talk. Love y'all. Yeah, frauds are everywhere. And the biggest fraud is the one that sent out that damn tweet about frauds are everywhere. Because there was no assault in the city of Chicago. There was no attack. There was no MAGA guys who wouldn't have known who the hell he is at 2 o'clock in the morning and 17 below zero that just happened to track him down. It did not happen. So the biggest fraud is you. And I personally will never, ever, 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 ever watch Empire again. And hell, I would call on everybody to boycott Empire because this is sick. You use a political climate. 
You use all of the stuff the mainstream media loves to run on, and you make up this cocky mammy story that something happened to you when you know good and well nothing happened to you. That's a damn shame. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be fired. You shouldn't be on the damn show. That's just my damn opinion. All right. I'm done for tonight. I know I've rambled on and on and on, but that subject has me really, really, really hot. Uh, it's time for my 10-7 segment so I can get out of here. Uh, tonight, I want to feature Border Patrol agent Donna Doss. Um, end of watch was Saturday, February 2nd, 2019. Border Patrol agent Donna Doss was struck and killed by a vehicle on the south service road of I-20 near mile, mark, mile marker 276 between Ty and Merkel, Texas. She was assisting state and local law enforcement officers when she was struck by the vehicle. Agent Doss had served with the U.S. Border Patrol for 16 years. She was 49 years old. I want to thank her for 16 years of service protecting not only that area, but the borders of this country. Uh, that takes a very special person to do that job, Border Patrol. It's much different than dealing with anything I've ever seen. So I want to thank her for 16 years of service. I want to thank you so much for listening. I will, of course, be following up on this whole uh, Jesse Smullett thing as it unravels. But don't be surprised when it breaks, when the, the big story breaks, that it was all a sham. I want to thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate you. I love you. Same time, same place next week. Radioinfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Ladies and gentlemen, a true legend, one of my favorite people. He is Dutch Mantell. I was going to ask you about uh, Zeb Coulter. How much of that was ad-libbed uh, by you, and how much was that was written word for word by the writers? Uh, it was mostly ad-libbed. They just write out. They would just write out what they wanted me to say, and I would kind of throw the other stuff in there. And I don't know whose idea Zeb Coulter was. I think it was Road Dog, to tell you the truth. I think they wanted uh, somebody to talk for Swagger. And the real American and and uh, WrestleMania 29, I think, was at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Is that right? But I was there, and, and, and Jack and I went out right before his match with Del Rio, and we did an interview, a live interview in the stadium. It really is a rush when sometimes I've walked out in front of 82 people <laughs> <laughs> or eight people, and then I walk out there in front of 82,000. It's, it's a rush. It really is. But I'm talking and I'm doing this bullshit interview and and I was getting a response from the people. I really was. But I didn't know it at the time, but Trump was there. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah he he was up in the box. I didn't know he was there. We finished the match and Jack got beaten again for the 19th time for Del Rio. So we made our way to the back and I'm sitting in the viewing area. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Sandow. And I saw Trump walk in. And they walked in, but they just kept walking. And I said, where are they going somewhere else? But I saw them come in. Wow. And uh, I'm talking to Sandow. And while I'm talking to Sandow, my back was to the where most of the people were. And I, I felt a peck on my shoulder. And I turned around, and I swear it was Donald Trump. Wow. He said, 
I heard your interview. Tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. And he shook my hand and he walked away. And I went, I'd be a son of a bitch. <laughs> and Sandow said, did that just happen? I says, I think so. But when he walked away, you know, he walked away with my gimmick, I think. Because make America great again, it's just we the people on steroids. That's all it was. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.